Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. All right, we watched them get engaged during the Golden Bachelor wedding. Yes, we're going to ask all the questions about that, but we're also going to celebrate Bray and Christina because they're with us today to talk about where life exists and where where it's at now. So welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast, the two of you. Thank you, guys. It feels good. Thanks for Last time me. I was on here, I didn't get to see you on here, so I'm stoked I get to, I get to chat with you Oh, too. that's right. It was a tough one-on-one. He said to me at the Golden Wedding that he was like scared of my interview. And I was She's like, no, so no, no, no. But I was like such a, like I was your ultimate supporter throughout the season. She really was. <laughs> yeah. When I wasn't, she was. And so like that was the balance here. Well, maybe we should dive into that. <laughs> we are. We're going to dive into it all. We have a lot to talk about today. I'm very excited to finally sit down with you, Braden. Um, okay. I think we're going to start with that exactly. So one of the things that happens during paradise that Ashley and I absolutely love is redemption stories or maybe getting more of the story. Uh, Braden, I, I always get to play golf with the Wells. As soon as he gets back from paradise, we always have like a golf trip set up and we don't talk a lot of paradise, but usually I get to ask two questions to him because I don't want to (laughs) know because we talk about it every, well, we, we talk about it every week, so I don't want spoiled, but I said, okay, yeah, is there who's like the top girls? And then what guys did you like the most? Like, that's it. Like, that's really all I care about. And then we'll watch a season. Braden, your name came up on, on one of the guys he liked the most. And I said, that's, that's wild to me. That's wild. Ashley has great <laughs> intuition. <laughs> yeah. She no has great intuition. Um, Braden, I want to ask about watching back your season of The Bachelorette to kick it off here. Because we do have some 
There, there wasn't anything like, goodness gracious, this guy doesn't ever deserve to walk on television. And it was confusion for me because it felt like uh, in a similar way to some of the stories going on on Joey's season, there was a lot we didn't see, a lot that didn't make sense, but everybody was mad, and then you left. And I was like, something had to have happened here. Braden, watching back that season, can you elaborate a little bit more and maybe just explain yourself uh, on what we did, didn't see, and what changed in Paradise? Yeah, I, I honestly think uh, for me, when I was on The Bachelorette, it was what you see is what you get. Like I didn't change myself around the guys. I didn't change myself from like what I said across the board. And even when I was talking with charity, it was always the same thing. And so the guys, what I realized is they would say stuff behind closed doors or between, you know, between the guys, and then they would be going and telling charity a totally different story. And so I think that maybe they thought I wasn't sharing those things with charity, but I was. And so uh, it kind of just, it kind of caused a little drama there, but I just, honestly, I really, I still don't really know what happened. Like, I thought the guys were all my friends. I mean, mm. the way we were in talking behind closed doors was just one way. And then, you know, when the cameras came out, people just changed. And so for me, I think I'm still confused. I'm right there with you. I really don't know what happened. All I know is one day it was, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And the next day it was just a storm. So uh, paradise, though, was very different because I think that, you know, you're around both the guys and girls. So it's, you know, you're seeing each other's connections form. You're seeing the conversations happen. Everyone's aware of what's going on. And as long as you're not stepping on each other's toes, it's not really like you're going after the same person. So people aren't trying to come for your neck, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a little less secretive around there. You can't hide very much. No secrets and less competition. I would say, I, I mean, there wasn't any, even when people were pursuing the same person, it was, it wasn't a, it wasn't really competitive the way they were doing it. They were just like, because of time, you know, I think, was, because you can always, yeah. you have so much time in paradise. Yeah. You, you know, you're going to get to talk to them at some point or another yeah. or the, versus bachelorette. It's like your time is so dictated by that one moment you get with her. So if someone impedes on your time with her, you're just, you're at each other's throat. You're angry. Yeah. Now that transitioned us because we're here today. To talk about your relationship and the two of you together. And so you get off of paradise and very soon after it, we see the, you know, an announcement at some point that the two of you are dating, that the two of you are right. hanging out. Can you give us some details on kind of how that all uh, went about, you know, where, how serious was it right away? Just give us an insight to what we didn't see kind of in the limbo time. Yeah, I mean, for sure. So paradise, I, we had never talked at all. And, you know, contrary to, to how you, your take on, you know, seeing him on charity season, I was like, oh, like, I hope he doesn't end up with anyone outside of paradise. Tell and me so more. Wait, stop there. Tell me more. What about his time during charity season? Did you say, I hope he doesn't end up with anybody? It was his face. Okay. okay yeah. Obviously <laughs> look at him, you know, also he did a lot, like there was a lot of similar things. Like he, you came up with the shot. Um, drinks. He didn't watch uh, me on the season until, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, actually. So he didn't know this. And I actually was one of the five on the um, finale of The Bachelorette the season before. And so on our, like Zach and I's initial meeting, I did the same thing with like a shot. And so I was like, oh, hey, that guy, you know, copied me. I've got to talk to him about that. <laughs> <laughs> Good opening line. Yeah. Right. It should have been. It wasn't. It, that was, that would have been. Good. I had a lot of lines. I actually contacted him a couple times via comments that, you know, he didn't respond to until yeah. <laughs> he DM me later. So that's good. Yeah, I, like I had this. time to spit out the lines. So, yeah. So there was that moment. Um, there was another moment that he mentioned like Avatar and like seeing someone. And that's just like a silly little thing but that I like have analogy and like imprinted um, in my brain. Like since I watched Avatar in theaters where I like, you know, they put the ponytail of the, the people like connect it, connect it to the person. It's your like, like you see them is what they say. And like you're imprinted. And I'm like, he said that in one of the ITMs and I was like, yes, this guy gets it. Um, so that's just, there's a many things. And um, yeah, so definitely like an energy I felt just from watching it as a fan. And then uh, once I, you know, I didn't end up going to paradise. And then when I talked to the girls that I'm friends with, coming out of it, you know, seems to be that he was still single. So that was yeah. that. And you want to take it away on your end of, you know, we meet up. Yeah. So I <laughs> mean, you said how serious, how fast, cause it was after fast. That, after that, we ended up like talking and 
for maybe like a week or two. A whole and week, maybe. Then I brought a flight out to Tennessee, came out to see her. And within the first day of us talking before the sunset, we were already like, you know, like, hey, like, I want to pursue a relationship. I like you. I like the energy you give off. Um, it was like we were we like, we didn't want to jump into talking. It yeah. sounded like the most like simple, but like straight to the point because we knew like he was only coming there for a few days, like then he was going away. And so mm -hmm. I feel like we both are, you know, a respected and appreciated and saw the potential in the relationship and then once there was that connection like for sure in person as well it was like i think we both know that things can get messed up like as far as like, long distance if you're not having yeah. that talk at first and like wouldn't it be a shame like if we you know oh well, i didn't know you weren't dating or i didn't but i assumed you were so like what and like ah and like no one technically did anything wrong but it's just like messy so i was just like so happy that we had that conversation before um you know, leaving, but it was still the same day. I picked him up from the airport in a disguise that morning. I liked what, 9 a.m. or something. Yeah. And my disguise, because he was under, you know, Paradise hadn't even yeah. started air yeah. yet and under contract. So he can't be seen. And I'm like, it's Nashville, it's a small town. Like, you know, he's pretty hard. To People have recognized him more than me because of the earrings. And then they want me to take yeah. a picture. He's well, like, he's just, and he's big, he's tall and he's strong and he's big, got no, all this hair. Oh, and he got strong, man. I think you're strong. I saw that shirt unbuttoned a couple buttons at the wedding, and I was like, yeah, that guy, he lifts weights. Um, <laughs> he lifts weights. You know what? Uh, this makes me laugh, though, because I think I, I don't have anything, any problem with this. In fact, I think it's very healthy. It's similar to how my wife and I went about our first meeting. Within the, the evening time of our very first date, we had talked for two weeks or three weeks before, and we said, hey, this is either this is the real deal. Like We're going after it. But it's also a little bit, I wonder, and I, I want you to continue, Christina, but I wonder if it's a little bit of the kind of coming off of the show too, like that you both had this experience on The Bachelor. So acting quicker um, and, and saying things and being more intentional with your time, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. I actually, I mean, I'd like to jump in there just because I agree with that a lot. I think that The Bachelor really taught me that, you know, if you aren't setting your intentions, if you aren't saying what you want right off the bat, you just like... You end up in this limbo or like, you know, mm. where you're just in the talking phase for so long. And I mean, mm. nowadays, I feel like the talking phase is so common for everybody. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to this person. I, yeah, yeah, it's no, too I long. It's like talking and then yeah. like, OK, then you're not talking, talking, but you're like, like, like. And I'm like, I don't understand it. And yeah. so whenever we had the exclusive talk, I was literally like, does that mean this? Because, you know, <laughs> you live on the other side of the country and I live over here and like there's a little bit, there, you know, age and like, I don't know what's TikTok saying now. Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been in like I've been in talking or situationships and I just like I didn't want a situationship. Like I wanted to know if like, you know, she was interested in like seeing if there was a possibility for a relationship. And for me, I feel like when you're talking to or when you're dating, I feel like having, you know, there's there's a phase where people date multiple people and that's fine. But I wanted to make sure Bachelor. she knew that. Yeah, I wanted to make sure she knew that as far as my intentions were, my intentions were as I wanted to put my energy into getting to know her, not getting to know multiple people at once. And so I, I was like, I put it out there. I was like, hey, like, this is where I'm at. And I don't know if you're there, but I just want to let you know where I'm at so that there's no confusion coming from me. And she was just like, I'm at the same place and I would love to just talk, you know, get to know you and pursue this together. And so um, it kind of, it took away a lot of stress. That I feel mm -hmm. like people on, you know, relationships like right off the bat and we just got to dive into getting to know each other and didn't waste any time doing it. So it was cool. And this hasn't been something that like I've been actively thinking about or anything. And we haven't talked about this, but like, I, you definitely brought up the conversation first. I was just like, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Like, I didn't know because I, in my head, I'm like, you have an out of jail free card because you can't be like posting me on something because you're under contract because it hasn't aired yet. And that so was a big part of it too. That was like, also, oh. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that's a big part of it too. Cause it's like when you have those, you know, relationships and stuff, like you can post in your story, like, oh yeah, I'm on a date with someone and you know, you can do all that kind of stuff. And like, like nowadays it sounds so lame, but like when you're, you've been with situationships and like, and you've been burned before or like just, you know, how things are kind of confusing with dating now, I feel like, you know, you're going to work or if I see you post a story and you're at a bar and I kind of see a girl's hand, I'm like, can I ask if that's a girl? Not really. And so it's just, it's confusing. So we did have like a, a conversation, like we're in kindergarten. We're like, check yes or no. Aww. <laughs> that's sweet. So cute. 
and it led you then to I'm like a rose. Do you accept the rose? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when I have this conversation with that her, would I have been hilarious. And so, no, I brought earrings instead. That's that's what I did. Christina, did they not cast you for Paradise? Um, I was planning on going, and then just didn't end up going. So, so they really missed out. Well, you know, I'm getting a couple. I, I can't say that because you know we're where we are right now, and who knows how things would have ended well, up. That was my follow up question. Yeah, we also know there's mess. It, <laughs> we just explained how we didn't want the mess. I think we like did the perfect thing. It, what what happened was perfect. I think that's part of it too. Like the show, there was bound to be mess. Yeah, the show so taught me. The show taught me that when I pursue relationships now regularly, I don't want the drama that came with everything so that you experience while you're on the show. If you remember, but also a lot of the girls don't love me either. So mm. who knows? Paradise changes that though. I do. I believe that people see more of a complete version of yourself and they I'm assuming it would have been really great for you because the girls would have maybe been at first a little hesitant and then gone as time went on. They would have said, hey, this is she's really great. Like, you know, we just didn't get to know her as well as uh, what we could have on the show. But I do agree with the two of you. And Ashley, I think, you know, you are a hopeless romantic and you love to watch these couples fall in love, you know, on television. And I agree with you. That's so much fun to watch and then follow up with. But I wonder, because of maybe some of the issues that existed from your times on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, if those would have maybe polluted uh, the ability for you guys to dive into this relationship because you would have heard too much or you would you would have assumed some things and not just got to know each other for who you are. Yeah. And I mean, and it's every time a relationship starts forming, there's always that situation where someone ends up getting pulled on the date or someone ends up getting pulled on the conversations and you know, there's so there's so many factors that get put into it where it's like, it's hard to focus. I mean, people are able, yeah, people are able to find relationships, but it's hard to focus on one, like on one connection when you're there. So it's, it's crazy. (laughs) Ashley, am I wrong here where they are like, Let's just consider them a Bachelor in Paradise couple because Braden was on it this season. That's what they, I, yeah, no, we asked because like they kept saying, we're like, huh, ah, yeah. <laughs> well, you have a Neil Lane, so. Look, we need you to check yes or no. Like, are we exclusive uh, or not, Paradise? And so yeah. they said, yeah. I don't know. You're not a Bachelor in Paradise couple, but you are a Bachelor couple. Like, you're a franchise couple. They said Paradise, so, but I, you know. And I'd like to say, I mean. So, no, I, I, that's why I was like, I don't <laughs> I agree either way. I don't know. I, I have to say, one thing I one thing I noticed, though, is I think she might be the first person that, besides, like, the host to be on, like, every single, like, Bachelorette. She went to the Bachelorette finale when she got announced. Well, besides, like, you know, like she the got OGs. The, besides the OGs, yeah. But, oops, sorry. I thought I was talking that. Sorry. My bad. Right. Um uh, it was an emergency, but he's ignoring it. But uh, <laughs> no, so she was on Bachelorette though for the finale. She was on Bachelor with Zach. She ended up making it to Bachelor in Paradise because in the end, they made a snippet right. of like me and her dating, and Which then she ended up on Bachelor wedding. So she ended up being on all. Well, maybe within like a year for a rookie or something. Mm, that's pretty impressive. You did all right. I mean, and you didn't really have to put in the work. But... Someone sent him the message, or like someone was talking about that with him, and yeah. he said that, and I'm like. I don't, I didn't, I don't fact check that. It doesn't sound, but you know, sure. It's like, yo, big fan of the shows. It's like, dang, you did it all, didn't you? Do you? Well, so he had never watched, he got signed up and had never seen the show before. Like you knew like kind of the concept, but like, I'm an OG fan. So like you're sitting here saying that, but I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't bachelor pattern or winter games or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's why you and I are seeing it as more of like a bachelor franchise umbrella couple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like an umbrella couple. An umbrella couple. Well, as my point was, you're the only two to work from like Paradise. Like this is the only couple. This is. <laughs> That's why they want to call you a Paradise couple. Yeah. You were like, you know what? It either way. Let's just say yeah. I'm like, okay. Exactly. I've heard rumors through the rumor mill though, that there might be other couples that might have been working out. You heard it what? here first, mate. What? Yeah, I'm not going to say. You mean who, couples cause... that are currently working it out once they've already break broken up? We'll figure it out. We'll find. Oh, we'll, we'll dive deep on this I'm info. Heard, but yeah, that might be something I I heard. The Thanks. Great Thanks for having us look out for that. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. (laughs) 
So this is a little bit off topic, but I'm just dying to you know, ask. Well, it's because it's just us here. And, you know, we won't let it <laughs> I just feel safe with you guys. I know you guys won't tell anyone. You're like the umbrella company. <laughs> Get it. Yeah, <laughs> we're fine. Guys, it's so sweet of you. So you were in, like, this crazy accident, Brayden. And I, and it was, like, a, a sinking ship. And you were in the middle of telling me the story during... Um, the golden wedding and I didn't get to hear the rest of it and everybody needs to hear it in detail because all we did was get like a little blip a little I headline I to like be shouting with the music over it and then yeah. I almost died like you did like you truly almost died and Christina were you around for you you were dating him at the moment so tell us about this whole experience emotionally yeah so I'll let him run through it but yeah so as far as my side though we were definitely like dating together whatever but you know, we're going to get to the point at the end where I got a boyfriend officially that day. That's when we, you know, there was a lot of things come to, uh, you know. Yeah, basically I, um, me and Aaron, one of the guys from my season, we went out and uh, he bought a boat and it was my dad and my uncle, him, and then one of our other buddies that we go surfing with a lot. And we went out to go deep sea fishing. We checked the boat. It was a brand new boat. Got a 30 point inspection done. Everything was great. Uh, the ride out there was amazing. I felt like a pirate. I was hanging off the side of the ship. Like it was Best day, best earrings. Yeah, best day ever. I mean, it was literally just an amazing start to a day. And we were out there for about three hours, you know, just dropping lines in. And all of a sudden, like Aaron had to go to the back of the boat to lift up the offboard engine uh, because the the line that my buddy cast started like drifting underneath. As soon as he stepped on the swim deck to lift the offboard engine, the boat just started taking on water, and the boat just like shot up. Is this the maiden voyage, like Titanic? Like, what is this? It, that's what, how I describe it. Like when he says it, it's like, okay, it went like that. It was like how the Titanic, you yeah. know, you see went that like picture. Vertical. But just imagine, yeah, instead of like a hundred foot boat, it yeah. was a 20, it was 26 The water was cold, but there was But no it wasn't the maiden voyage of this boat, right? No, not the maiden okay. voyage. Because okay. this boat, we took, it out, we took it out like a week or two before to make sure everything worked. Because, I mean, we wanted to be safe, you know? We're like, oh, we want to make sure the boat works and there's nothing wrong with it. We'll just go through the harbor and go on a cruise. And I mean, Aaron's, it was good. A, Aaron's a firefighter. You had, uh, I mean, your yeah. army nurse, like the, who else? Yeah, we yeah, had to take were like, care of medical. Was, we had, you know. And yeah. it was early morning, like no drinking. Like it was not. No, we were like. What you're, yeah. It wasn't like we were going crazy or anything like that. We were just going for a fishing trip. And literally this boat just shot up and. And within like 45 seconds, I got launched off the boat. My uncle got the center console to the head. My dad was <gasps> able to grab my vest. Like we were just like cast into the middle of the ocean, 17 miles offshore. See, that's and like the most mind boggling thing about this. 17 miles off the shore. Did you have any boats in sight even? No, it was just, it was literally just open water. I mean, I could, you could see like the tops of the mountains, like the shadow of the mountains in the distance of where we needed to be, but everything, it was just, it was just empty. And I've never, and it's such a, it's such an eerie feeling when you're out there. I mean, we're surrounded by things all the time. We're surrounded by noise. We're surrounded by people passing yeah. us. Like even in your house, you hear cars driving by and, you know, but when we were out there, it was the most eerie feeling because there was just this stillness and this calmness in this most stressful, just chaotic experience I've ever had in my life. And as uh, you watch the boat actually go under completely. Yeah. And at the time too, like we started panicking. So like the nose of the boat, like, st like, you know, hang hung out for a second. as like water was filling the hole, I'm sure. But, you know, we were trying to see if we could like pull the boat out of the water for some, like, I don't know if I thought I was working out in the gym enough, like Ben was saying, or I was like, oh, I'm going to pull this thing out. It's been great. You know, my muscles finally come in handy, yeah. but no, no, there's no pulling that boat out of the water. <laughs> And uh, in fact, like when I did that, I actually got wrapped in the fishing line, you know, when I did, when we decided to try to do that. And as the boat kept going down, I started getting pulled down with the boat. And uh, by the great, like my dad, uh, he actually bought like a pocket knife. I still have the pocket knife. Um, I carry it with me everywhere now. Um, he had this pocket knife. He literally bought the night before just in case he had to cut line or anything like that. And so when I'm getting tangled in line, it was like a movie situation, you know, where like you're going underwater, you're bobbing up, you're like, you know, and uh, yeah, he actually was able to cut me free. And uh, I mean, you can kind of see the scar on my arm a little bit. It like, goes yeah. down like that. But um, he actually cut me while he was cutting the line off me. But still, it was like, you know, saved my life. So I was bleeding. Now I'm in the open water. Boat's <laughs> underwater. Didn't get a distress. No, shark attack. Yeah, we, I'm bleeding in open water. <laughs> and now like, we're like, now we're like. stopped there because there's a lot of activity on the fish finders. So yeah. Like, and so, and that was the thing too. Like we stopped at this spot because we were looking for fish and the fish finder was going off. Like there was some big fish underneath. So we're like, oh, this is a great spot to stop. And uh, <laughs> now I'm bleeding. 
and uh, we have to paddle back to shore. And so we just start kicking. And it was my, my dad, my uncle, and me. We locked arms, and we were kicking. And then Aaron was using one of the um, one of the ice chests we had as like a kicking board. And then my buddy Gavin was using the other ice chest we had as a kicking board. And so now we're just we're just like moving as a group, moving towards the shore. And as we're going, it was just, I mean, you have so many thoughts in that time. You're in the water for three and a half hours. It was just, I thought I was dead for three and a half no, hours. It was just no, three and a half hours Yeah. <gasps> till the Coast Guard. How did you, how did you even like contact the Coast Guard? Like what, 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 how'd that go down? Coast Guard wasn't even coming. Like there was no, there was no contacting anybody. I mean, no distress signal got out. There was, we were, we were just out of luck. I mean, it was, it was one of the crazy, and that was the reason I knew I was going to die. Like if we got a coast guard out, like a call out or something like that, it might've given me like a sense of hope, but there was none of that. Like we, we weren't able to get to the radio. And I mean, I still hear the sound of the boat because the boat, the, once the boat started taking on water, it started letting out like a, um, like a sign, like a, uh, eh, eh, eh sound. And I was in my head, I'm like, oh, is that a distress signal? But I knew it wasn't a distress signal because the boat didn't have that. And so it was just the sound of the boat, like the, uh, computer failing and stuff like that. And so it was the, it was the most bizarre experience ever. And so now we're kicking towards shore, no distress signal, no one's coming for us, nobody around. And, um, I start seeing Aaron start shaking because he's cold. Gavin starts shaking because he's cold. I'm locked arms with my dad and my uncle, so I'm like get, keeping a little bit of warmth with me. But I mean, I'm I'm in just my underwear because I like just dropped all my clothes off because my clothes were just dragging me down. And so now we're kicking towards shore, and the, the Pacific Ocean's not warm. Like it's it's no. pretty chilly. It was like it was probably around like 65 that day in the water, which is not the coldest it's, it is, but it's like you know it was it was a decently warm day at least with 65. In there that long, your body temperature. But your body just go, yeah, same. your body temperature just is like it's being pulled from you because the water's so cold. And so uh, we saw like a couple shadows of sailboats in the distance, but like they would just come into view and then they would just disappear again. And so we're like, we're not gonna, no one's seeing us, so like we're gonna die. And then all of a sudden, like I'm, you know, we're kicking and my buddy Gavin like gets shot up above like one of the waves because we're in like a four foot windswell. So we're going up, down, up, down, up, down. This is the ultimate nightmare. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, guys, I think I see a boat. And I'm like, at this point, we'd already seen like the shadows of boats passing by. I'm like, you like and, heard a helicopter. Or oh yeah. I mean, your brain starts playing games with you. You, you think every sound is something and you look around you're hopeful. And then it's just like, it's three hours of that where it's like, you're like paddling your heads in the water. And then all of a sudden you think you hear something, you look up and there's nothing. And it's like, and now all of a sudden Gavin is going, he's like, guys, I see a boat. I'm like, shut. And I remember I just told him, I was like, bro, shut the hell. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't want to say anything on the podcast, but I, I basically told him shut up. Cause I was like, dude, like stop telling me that something there because nothing's there and then uh aaron goes he's like no i see it too and then like me and like my dad and my uncle and i we were just like we just kept kicking and they're like wait no i think it's coming towards us and we just kept kicking because we're like no like they're Aww. they're hallucinating like this can't be real and then all of a sudden i just heard like the sound of like the boat moving in the water like because my head was underwater so i could hear like the sound of the engine like going and like i finally looked up and i just see the boat coming and it was just like i just started crying i was just like kind of like i'm not gonna die <laughs> i was like you know and um and so the boat finally came up we climbed in um and it was funny the ice chest starts drifting off and my my uncle like, like goes yeah there's like an chest. igloo ice chest and my uncle climbs to the top of the book like wilson no like you know like cast away. <laughs> the fact that he had a sense of humor too <laughs> oh, yeah. i was just like i just told him i was like f you bro <laughs> like, we just almost died and you want to crack jokes right away but um yeah so we ended up these guys ended up finding us they rolled yeah. up and they're like we were looking for a school fish and we found a school man look at this yeah. <laughs> and they were i mean they were crack ups too but it was it was wild their story how they ended up there like they were running late that day um they weren't sure if they were going to come out at all they but they ended up running late dropping the kids off at school and then they're like oh we'll just go out for like 30 45 minutes just to go on a ride and uh when they came out they just saw the reflection of like the igloo in the water and or his earrings yeah i don't know no and then mm, they decided, i hope it was the earrings it all makes sense now <laughs> and then yeah. they decided to come check it out and they saw us in there and they were just like hey can we ride and they're like yeah and it, the thing that was crazy it about it been like a long time to get there from seeing it right oh yeah no i mean the thing that was the most bizarre about it is once we got on the boat it was still like over an hour and a half boat ride back to shore so i mean <sighs> There was, and you're going on, you're going fast in the water. <laughs> so, I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have you made, it, made it a mile, right? We made it three quarters of a mile. We looked at it. So by the, the, by the time that we were in the water in three and a half hours, made it three quarters of a yeah. mile because it was like, we're fighting against, we're fighting against the current. We're fighting against the wind as well. Like it was just like, 
it was it was insane and so when they picked us up they called the coast guard and they're like hey we found some people are you guys looking for anyone and they're like no what do you mean and they're like oh well we found five guys in the water and so as we were pulling into the harbor they just pulled up on us and like hey you guys okay and then they're like wait you're the guys from the bachelor aren't you and i'm like bro shut up man (laughs) and so um, that was even before paradise was airing yeah and so yeah so we were saying i mean it was crazy i mean i that day, it's still, it's, it's still hard. Cause it's like, it still messes with my head a little bit. I mean, you, um, I mean, it was only what, like four months ago now, yeah. but uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's still like, it's still different. Like when you're talking about this whole, like, um, social anxiety, Ben, it's like, it's bizarre. I now have like a sense of social anxiety now and I don't know where, I don't know. I mean, I know where it comes like from, but I don't know. PTSD actually. Yeah. Or like so, hearing that distress call like on the movie the other day. Oh yeah, I heard there was a distress call in the movie the other day. Sent me into like a spin. I was just like, I just started panic. Mm. I just like my body just started, and it's so weird. Panic attacks are weird, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, he told yes. he asked you to be his girlfriend that day as soon as so, he got yeah, back to so land. All that happens, you know. We were exclusive very much, but like you know, yeah. I didn't have his location, so I didn't know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Now you're I like you're gonna. Have, we're finding my friends on you. <laughs> oh, we are. That was immediately. I'm like, yes, I'll be your girlfriend, but I need you to send me my location right now. It's not for why you think. Um, no, but yeah. So he didn't have a phone. You know, they boat and everything and all of everything they had is down at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. So they, you know, he got back and, and $6,000 worth of camera equipment. Cause I had like my nice camera out there, my drone, my GoPro, like my camera back. I had everything out there, but oh, it's way deep. How, how deep was it? It was 373 yeah, feet. We're not going to find, we're not finding. <laughs> Cause the coast guard um, went back out and checked the, how deep it was, but yeah. Huh. Gosh. Okay. That's terrifying. Um, But yeah, so I get a phone call. Well, I get a message from his dad on Instagram and like just like a request. And I happened to have seen it. And uh, like, he was like, Hey, you know, it's Brayden's dad, which we had, you know, met on, you know, via FaceTime and stuff already, but like a selfie of the two of them in the car. And they were both like, just like looking at like, they didn't look happy or sad, but I was just like, okay. Like he was like, you know, call, call me, you know, the number. And so, or, yeah, yeah what, or what's my number or whatever. Yeah, no, he was oh, like, what's your number? So I sent the number and then got a phone call. And that's when you were outside of like what the T-Mobile or wherever it was. You're like, <laughs> I don't have a phone. But the first call he made, he found like a random phone to call me off of. And then is telling me real quick, like, and I was like working out in my like garage and I had Blakely, my daughter, like with me around and she was in there and like, she's running back and forth asking me things. I'm like, just hold, hold everybody. What's going on? What's happening? Cause he was telling me, um, I guess your dad kind of gave me a little spark notes, but then you grabbed the phone and I was like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? And then you were telling me everything and you babbled out kind of not all the details, but like the boat sick and I was here and all that. And did you get, oh, you sent me an edible arrangement that day. He's like, but how was that? How was your teacher conference? I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. And you're like, oh yeah. And also, you know, the the thing like he had said, well, you said this part. Said, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just, weird for me to say about her. myself. And he loves me. I just told her, I was, like, I was like, I was in there, I was in the water for three and a half hours. Like I thought I was going to die. I really, it put a lot of things in perspective for me. And I just, one thing I regretted is not telling you that I loved you when I was oh out there. Gosh. And I know it might be fast. I know it might be rushing. And then but... I cut him off there and I was like, no, I love you too. And so I feel like, you know, we were both thinking that, but it, I mean, I feel like we were still sticking to like the, you know, bachelor kind of timeline. Like it wasn't really like that we had waited all that long, but we, you know, it's long distance. So that's something you probably want to say in person. And so, you know, I, uh, and I was planning on like, I was planning on like doing the whole, Oh, you'd be my girlfriend thing. Cause I was supposed to go out there like the following like week for her birthday or no, something in two weeks for your birthday. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, I was like, yeah, I was, that's when I was planning on doing it. I wanted to do something cute. Yeah, I would have been the 18th. Yeah. But I was going to, but I mean, we were like, well, we yeah. didn't plan anything certain, but like, yeah, no, I ended up being like, I'm going, I'm coming there right now. Like, you yeah. know, obviously, <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, if you get a chance to see me for a second. That's fine. I'll drive wherever. But like, I'm going there. This is, yeah. Somehow yeah. you found a way, even without being on Paradise and not being on television to be, to have the most dramatic, I first love you scenario <laughs> that I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is a story to share forever. You, you keep the drama alive. Well, mm-hmm. that is the most, one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. Yeah. And I think there is, first off, Braden, like, uh, there's so many people listening and Ashley and myself included that understand kind of where this, like the panic and anxiety, we don't understand, but we're, we, we hear you. Um, and we hope that that 
maybe I don't know if it gets better. I, I don't know enough to say, hey, that, that will go away or time will heal all or if that's going to ever just... go on a cruise again. I've been on boats since. Like, oh, I ended yeah. up, yeah. I, did go on a, I did go on a boat again with her and Blakely. We went, yeah, our launch that we made, like our announcing the, the, we our relationship, <laughs> we were on a boat, but you know, my best friend had planned it for my birthday that me and Blakely went out there to see him in San Diego. And it was like, what's it called? The boat called, um, the, like the, the kind where it's a tour where oh, it's, it's like catamaran. catamaran and she would like, like asked him, called him and asked him, was like, is that going to be okay? And it, and it had, it was Aww. so sweet of her to like think of that. And you're like, no, 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 it's fine. I can do this. But you had been like surfing and stuff. And yeah. so like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not even boats that scare me. It's just like, there's, it's the concept. It's right? yeah. I think it's just the, the boat sink, not float. It's not even that. Yeah, the like, like the normalcy bias of what it means to like think that something's gonna be fine and it's like totally not fine. And I've always yeah. been like laid back guy when it comes to like going to situations like, oh, it'll all work out. And now it's like I feel like it's mm -hmm. I'm a little hesitant prepared. to think they're gonna work out. So I need mm -hmm. to be like full prepared. I need to know what's gonna happen. Or it's like you know. And so that's why I think social settings mess me up because I'm like anything could happen. Yeah. Or like mm -hmm. yeah, I hear you. I mean, and like I said, we that's uh, it's totally fair and. That is a, a wild story that we didn't get the full version of. Cause I, I remember watching um, like a news clip from it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I heard about it for the first time. And there, and it really didn't give a lot of detail to what happened and why it happened. Paradise. They mentioned it on the slide. Too. Yes. <laughs> Could that have been it? Brandon and Emma died. And, was like, and, and Brandon's in a relationship. And everyone's like, what, what, what? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it needs more weight. And I'm glad you, you shared that story because it needed, it needs to hold its space. Like I, that is a very important story in your life. And then also leading to this incredible moment where you're on the water for three and a half hours and you maybe not realized it then, but you got the confidence or you felt the urgency to tell Christina you loved her. Well, that transitions us though, into a moment that a lot of people watched. I think uh, 11 million people in fact watched it. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. 
Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. You got engaged at the Golden Wedding, which was uh, very special for the two of you, but controversial in a lot of ways, too. I'm sure you're not a you you weren't. uh, You were aware, I guess, of the people saying, hey, you're taking the moment from Gary and Teresa, and how would you do that there? Uh, I want to give you two, uh, especially you, Braden, because you knew about it. Um, I'm hoping before that day happened. <laughs> uh, kind of why you chose that moment. Uh, Ashley and I did stick up for you here and say, hey, there's a lot of reasons why you would do it here. And yes, it this whole world is weird and this whole world never makes sense. But this makes sense when you talk about The Bachelor. But I want you to tell us, how you decided that moment was the right moment, and then also maybe respond to some of the critics that say, hey, you took the moment from Gary and Teresa. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's going to have an opinion. I mean, it's just, it's the way the world works, and a lot of times people like to have more of the negative opinions than positive opinions, um, because they're more fun. Um, (laughs) But I, for me, the biggest reason why I ended up deciding that that was the moment in which I wanted to do it in is, I mean, first I did talk to Gary and Teresa. I mean, I would like to put that out there. I I called Gary and talked to him on the phone. I got permission from him. He talked to Teresa. Teresa loved the idea of it. And also like people probably don't know, like you and Gary are friends and like text all the time. And like they actually talk. He was one of the first people. Yeah. He was one of the first people he told like that we were together. Yeah. So at the premiere, at the premiere of golden, uh, of golden bachelor and bachelor in paradise at that premiere party me and gary like we were talking and like just about this and that and he's like oh like you know how's dating outside of it and i'm like well actually like i'm actually dating someone who, from a previous show and i was like and i showed him a picture of christina and i was like yeah me and her actually FaceTimed and Smith. yeah and so i mean the thing was is it's like i mean gary gary was a part of it i mean the thing what bachelor nation bachelor is a part of me and christina being together too i mean i would have never met her without being on the show and so with those factors like you know with those factors considered it's like I mean, why, why would, if I was, if I had the opportunity to, if everyone was okay with it, why wouldn't I want to use something that was so monumental in me and her getting to know each other and getting to meet as an opportunity to go and do it. And I mean, that's like, that's honestly at the end of the day, why I did it. I mean, bachelor 
it was a big thing for her. My experience on The Bachelor was a big thing for me. I think it both, you know, changed us in certain ways and is has played a big role, like I said, in just us, you know, growing in our relationship and, you know, going about it the way we have. And so that's that's honestly why I did it. I mean, and it was I I don't regret it. I'm so grateful that I did it, and I'm living <laughs> happy. I'm living happy now, and I mean, I'm blessed to be able to have it. And so people can hate on it. I it's that's their right. I mean, they could be upset about it, but I'm not upset about it, and it doesn't really bother me. That they're upset. I mean, it, it didn't feel weird to me whatsoever watching it. I didn't even think twice until people brought it up that it was an inopportune moment. Bachelor world is so much different. And free ring. You, you gotta yeah. get the free ring if it's offered. Oh, yeah. We no. talked about it before and I was like, hey, like, I'm not busy at all. Like, don't, like, if, if you ever want to, like, you know, maybe do that, like, propose yeah. or something, like, don't worry about, like, a ring or anything. I was like, I've always thought it would be cool to like go on a hike or like somewhere and find a really cool stone and make a ring together. And like we could talk about that. And so, um, yeah. And that, was, and that was a part of it too. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I would have been like, like don't, I was like, don't go and be like, like the whole way it came about, me. the whole way it came about was, I mean, me and the producer, like uh, the producers came and they were coming and chatting with me in the room. Um, because they were like, I just showed up to the hotel and Christine was wait late. when uh, at the golden wedding. So I got no, to like, wait a second now. Yeah, yeah. And wait, so, uh, wait, 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 basically, you're telling me down. that you decided the day of the wedding. No, no, not the day. Of the wedding. Oh, okay. We there. We were there. We got there before. But um, I was sitting there and I was just chatting with uh, I was chatting with Jason, one of the guys, and um, I was just like, yeah, like you know, I'm gonna propose to Christina this year. And I had like this whole. I originally I had another plan on how I wanted to do it. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be proposing her this year, saving up for a ring, saving up for a trip to Italy because originally I wanted to do it. And like she like we're gonna make some people mad. With I am. This one too. Even more mad about everyone. Face. Yeah, this is gonna make people but, more mad of a different. So one of our first Facetime calls, she said she wants to go to Italy to go put pineapple on pizza like bring a can of pineapple like to a really nice or like you know just a pizza place and then ask or you know just have them watch me just pour it on the pizza yeah, very, very so, funny very funny thank yeah. you thank you so i was saying and everyone i tell they're like that's you're gonna get kicked out of the country <laughs> like, and so i told her i was like my original plan i was telling them i was like yeah like i'm gonna put a ring in the pineapple can so when she goes to try to dump the pineapples out the ring's gonna fall out instead and then that's i'll cute. ask her there so that was my original idea and they're like wow that's so cute they're like you're really serious about this huh and i'm like honestly yeah like after after a big like after the voting incident i was like i understand that time like you know i i don't want to live my life you know waiting for something that you know is that i know already you know what i mean and when when you know you know what i mean and, and we were moving you had all your stuff packed up we were driving from the wedding yeah. to make the move to nashville so and that was yeah. that was one thing that was crazy is i was literally talking to my sister on the way to the golden wedding where i was like you know one of my things that i felt you know i i wish i could have done and the only reason i hadn't done it yet is because again i was saving up money and wanting to be able to buy the ring and buy the trip and do it this, this way and I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I, I want to do this and I feel like this is right. I don't, I feel bad about moving in with like, you know, Blakely and her seeing that. Cause I would love for her to see that, like, you know, I'm very committed to her mom and it's not just like some new boyfriend moving in. And, you know, I want to be able to have that, you know, make that impression on her because kids are so impressionable and they looked at their parents and see how their parents' relationships are. And I don't want her to think that I'm just, you know, some dude that's just coming out there just to date her mom. Yeah. Like that's not and so um i was talking to my sister about that and i was like and i just and i feel guilty because i was like i wish i could propose to her right now like i wish i could do that right now and it's so and i was like but i'm limited you know i had just bought in a truck i like you know my car broke down so i just bought a truck so the money i did have went to the truck and i was like you know so i can't do it right now and then, the new job yeah, yeah in between because i'm moving between two nursing contracts and so i was like you know i, I have to wait that's like the smart thing to do and um i was like just pray for me and i got uh, and then literally that night when i was talking to the producers they're like well how about we do this right now so yeah. you're telling me you did make that decision that day like you you knew you were going to propose but like they said yeah. we could yeah, do it no, now I mean, and you said yeah. Day, yeah day before yeah oh my goodness gracious that is so cute and cool i love it you guys are so in love it's so cute and also to like explain this a little bit like how many times do people get engaged randomly like very often like i have friends who have been on like a mountain hike right and it's a beautiful moment and like everything looks perfect and they get engaged in that moment kind of unexpectedly they oh, both yeah. knew it, you know knew it was coming knew they both wanted it but it, it was kind of unplanned and like out of nowhere yeah. and so I, it makes sense on how you're like hey we're already going to be doing this everything's aligning here for this to be like 
the ultimate way for me to propose and we're going to make it happen. And like you said, you and Gary, uh, were friends. Uh, it didn't, it didn't. And actually I talked about this too. It didn't take away from the wedding at all. Like this was a whole, like almost felt like a whole separate event that like hour and yeah. a half where we all yeah. were kind of hanging out. It's a whole separate event. It was very different than the wedding and the, the after wedding. Uh, but you know, this, this was your moment and 11 million people watched it. Now, it kind of takes you then into the planning phase. So we are, I don't even know how long we uh, are removed from the golden wedding. Uh, feels like a long time, but it's probably not been that it's long. It's not even been two months. Right fourth. Yeah. Month so, 18 days. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, not counting. Uh, you had mentioned, Christina, as we kind of close up here, that you, uh, at the beginning of the show, even, you were talking about how you are in the planning phase and talking about what a wedding can look like and, and how you both want it done. How far along are you? I mean, if if urgency and being um, very, very decisive in your decision-making when it comes to your love story uh, has been kind of the theme, I'm guessing you're pretty far along, but you tell me. Well, so we, okay, uh, yes and no and maybe and all of the answer, all of the above. above. The reason we're cracking up at that question, I feel like... Is that you're already married? <laughs> we have oh. been married for years now. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but we, we've just been, like, you know, thinking in San Diego, but, but there's no rush to, like, plan it. But then it's like, I, you know, I have an event planning company. I, you know, it was before COVID. I was really doing a lot of engagements and weddings and stuff, and I really haven't been pushing that since. Uh, I got a lot going on, but... I mean, I've done the weddings, like, you know, and I'm just like, that's a lot. And like, sometimes it, that's why I said it was so great that you said you, and you know, look back at your wedding, Ben, and with joy and, and it was a great memory and all that. But I'm like, really, there's so many people and I could just like run away and we can go get a mm-hmm. note, like, let's go to, you know, we don't have to go to Italy now because, you know, pizza, the pineapple, but like, let's go somewhere. But then it's like, okay, well, we do want our family there. And Blakely wants to wear a mini version of my dress, she says, and she, she wants to walk out after me and I'm like that's just not what's happening but anyway. <laughs> I don't know I could see it we just have such a big like it was great so tribe. it would have to be yeah. huge and that seems like a lot we were sitting down we we started making a guest list and like when we were making our guest list I mean we had over 200 people on our guest list that was like and that I, weren't even like plus ones or thinking no, like about but i really want to invite this person these were like the have tos and it was yeah. like and so that's when not we even started, people i want there yet <laughs> yeah and when we started doing that we were sitting there we're like okay well maybe not this and so then we started looking at location weddings and we we're thinking like maybe go and like get a spot and just get an airbnb with family and like you know like 20 people and just get married there and have like a family trip and have that and then it was funny. The reason why we were laughing, though, is because last night, I like, literally right was just like, right before we fell asleep, I'm like, let's just get married this month. And I was like, let's just, <laughs> let's just go. Let's we just have some people come like, in town. Like, we we don't have to tell it now. You know, we yeah. won't send them this link to the. Yeah. Like, we were like, you when know, they come to town, we won't tell them. all coming out here just to visit. And I was like, when they come out here, let's just have. There's birthday, too. Yeah. We're like, sorry. What's well, we my birthday, too? It is, but, you know, two days before. But it's her 21st. And we'd be like, we just have to take the attention away from someone else, you know? I think it'll clarify itself. I think you guys to figure it out you have a lot of ideas going on so maybe this month maybe two just, years i mean it's hard because it's like i didn't realize how much really is involved in wedding planning and i i can honestly say i don't think i want to do the big thing especially since i've been experiencing the social anxiety kind of thing recently mm-hmm. i don't think i would actually be able to enjoy it all that much if i had so many people there because not I feel, on a boat yeah not on a boat either but i was like so i definitely don't think i want to do that anymore i want it to be small i just want like our main people like us like the main people in our lives that do every day with us um and then maybe just do a big celebration like afterwards but we want to get married within this next year i mean by spring 2025 we plan on being married um and so that's kind of where we're at so i mean it could be next month and it could be but you're saying there is there is an urgency around the two of you getting married yeah I mean, we don't want to waste. I mean, there's not really. I, I, didn't, I didn't get engaged. We didn't get engaged just to get engaged. You know, right. it's yeah. like I, I yeah. we got engaged because like I want to. I mean, I want to marry this girl. I want to marry this out of this girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Okay, I need to know your relationship with it's it's Blakely. Blakely. Mm-hmm. Blakely. Yes. Yeah. So her daughter. How old is she? Seven. Going on fifteen. So <laughs> what's the relationship like? How was it like integrating Braden into your lives? So I 
the last boyfriend, like officially boyfriend that I had, I was 17. So she hasn't like really dealt with, you know, mom having like definitely someone moving in the house or anything like that. So I knew it was going to be a little bit, obviously, adjustment period because, you know, we're that's us all the time. You know, if she's not at school or I'm at work, like it's us all the time, all, all days, like we snuggle and she's like, I have to share are you snuggling. And, you know, just thinking about <laughs> those things. But I think like, so they met in October for my birthday. We went out to San Diego. That's the first time they met in person. But like uh-huh. before that, like you know, we're obviously talking all day long and FaceTime and all that. And so she had met him and talked with them and like would take the phone and then like be drawing and coloring with them. And they were hitting it off. And I mean, as you can imagine, like, you know, we're like kids too. So, I mean, like we just get along, but I think what, so, you know, not that I doubted it at all, but like seeing how we work together in like, as a team, like parenting with her, it's been like a really cool, like united front. Cause I'm like, look, here's the thing. Like, I do feel like we have the same kind of, you know, thought maybe we get there differently, but like, as far as like what, kids like limits and rules and you know we want we want the same outcome Mm -hmm. so let's just be on the same team let's not do the whole like having her having to play sides and um so that's been really cool and she's you know so as far as how does she look at him it's like you know I would say the same and she's calling him Bray dad now so (laughs) wait Ray dad Bray dad Bray dad cute but, but yeah. no, it's awesome. I mean, it's it yesterday was, we had a big day. We went yeah. to the park, roller skating, and then he like I was like, "Can we please go to Barnes and Noble?" And like had went and bought her some books, and then it was just yeah. No, he's no. We read every night, like every night to go to bed. I mean, at first she hated it because she liked to play on like watch iPad before she went to bed, and I was like, "No, we're reading before we go to bed now." And she's like, "What? I don't want to read." <laughs> I'm like, "Nope, that's what we're doing." And so now I'll read her story. As now she yeah, actually. So they bought before, yes. yeah. But actually, like, <laughs> I mean, there were some growing pains when I first moved in because it was like, okay, we're gonna like, you know, I wanted to, you know, encourage the reading. I think that's the big thing. And so, um, but it was cool. The like, I don't. I just see the little wins, and they're starting to accumulate to be bigger wins. And I mean, she comes home like when I get home from work, she'll come and give me a big hug. Mm-hmm. Like she tells me she loves mm-hmm. me, and so it's like, I mean, mm-hmm. those are things that are huge for me and it feels really good i mean to have uh have a little person that loves you and so it's uh it's pretty awesome and i love her too she's awesome the uh to close out here brayden um there's there's a familiar i don't know if you've heard this it could be offensive to you but i'm gonna say it anyways because it's being said behind your back um the uh there's a familiar term used to describe you from the people that have known you from um the Bachelorette to Paradise, uh, producers, and I, none of them have been together when they've explained you to me. Um, they call you a golden retriever. That you, you that you are just like a golden retriever. That you're they, loyal. They call Dean that too. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of similarities to Dean. That you're loyal. I hit it off at the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The two of them are like very like the vibe is so similar. It's weird. Like they they could be brothers. He seems more like Dean than his than Dean's brothers. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Knowing that they were gonna meet at the wedding, I was like, look, you're gonna like this guy, you know, because again, fan of the show. Yeah. I'm like, no, trust me. Yeah. Like go talk you got and then, then right away they were like, Oh, you guys were about to go like um Athena and I, we, you know, everything was happening. And this is before the proposal and like, you know, all of the shenanigans and dance floor. But you guys were going to go play Smash Brothers or something. Oh, and the, yeah. like, I'm like, you can't go do that right now. Like, you can't. Yeah. Just <laughs> a golden retriever. You're going to pierce his nose or something. It was yeah, great. Yeah, they, they are unstoppable yeah. together. That would be, Aww. yeah. We need to get- it's a dangerously <laughs> loving combination of people. I love Dean very much. Braden, Christina. Uh, we're very, very excited that you came on the show. Thank you for telling us um, your story as a couple and then your stories as individuals. And we wish you nothing but the best. Please keep us updated uh, on the wedding plans. Uh, Keep us in the loop because we want to check back in. Uh, But until that time, we are very thankful you came on the show. Yes, thank you so much for having us. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, 
and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. 